This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is sponsored by Pure Creative Apparel. From logo design to specialty clothing to branded merchandise, the team at Pure Creative Apparel can take your ideas and bring them to life. You can find out more at purecreativeapparel.com. And we thank Pure Creative Apparel for sponsoring this week's show. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 75 of the Runny Drink Podcast. I am your host, Amy. And you caught me taking a sip of my podcasting juice. And I am your co-host, Dana, who's <laughs> woefully unprepared. No, you are not unprepared. Thanks for joining us on your long run, on your commute, wherever and however you're listening to us. We're happy that you're here. And we've got some great stuff from this past week to share with you. And did we mention that we're happy that you guys are here? Very. Um, shout out to everybody who has jumped on the bandwagon from Podbean over oh, the last yes. few weeks. We saw a bunch of new followers jumping in on, from Podbean and Yay. a bunch of people on Facebook. Thank you. Yay, we got some new likers on Facebook. Yeah. And I'm so happy. And it it's just, we, we love doing the show, and we love that you're out there listening and commenting and following our podcast. Yeah, I even had somebody comment on a, a post from about a year ago, um, and I'm like, that's awesome. I mean, just kind of yeah. nice to see them kind of going through the back catalog. So Yay. thank you. Aww. It's very cool. Yeah, we're happy that you're here. So continue to reach out to us and comment on any past episodes or current episodes. Give us recommendations for where we should run, eat, and drink well, that's, next. Well, that's really what it's all about. We're wanting yeah. to build that community of people that like to go run and, you know, make a vacation out of it. The runcation, as you call it. Yes, like our group on Facebook, Runcation Nation. Yes. Yes. We have many members who have contributed recommendations. Yes, and um, I'll tell you, uh, there's some some people have some great ideas, and I'm I, I think that we are going to have to expand our travel next year. There's some some yeah. awesome races and places that we're starting to see people mm. dropping photos and yeah. giving us ideas. Yeah, I have lots of ideas. Yay! <laughs> well, this past week was full of fun. Is busy and week. training and training yeah and getting ready for travel. Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> this week, <laughs> next ten days, it's going to be a hectic, fast-paced, and fun kind of week or ten days. Yeah. Aside from you know both of us having full-time jobs. We're also <laughs> squeezing in the last bit of training that we can mm -hmm. ahead of the Anchorage Run Fest yeah. next week, um, where I'm also in the middle of doing some, a little bit of light remodeling in the house. <laughs> in the middle of Light re remodeling. In the middle of recovering from knee surgery. Yeah, so. which, yeah, yeah. 
you you got to watch that. You can't overexert yourself. I am doing exactly what the therapist has told me to do. So quick okay. up, quick update on that. Yeah, um, bring it. This was my first week of actually where I can say the therapist kicked my butt. And really? she, oh, she did. Um, mm. This is the week they had me doing all kinds of one-legged stands and and calf raises on one leg, and then lateral movement like like um, shuffle running back and forth side to side. It was Ooh. it was pretty wild, and uh, you know, really for the first time at the end of a session, I had broken a sweat, and even my Apple Watch said, "Hey, you're working out. You want me to track it?" <laughs> so. Um, you yeah, tracked it, right? I did. Yeah, I'm going to get credit for it. I mean, if your if your <clears throat> if your watch doesn't track it, does the workout really even count? Mm. Like, if you go for a run and you forget to track it, does it even count that you ran? Yes, but I think it's super annoying that you don't have the proof. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so I have the proof. Um, it was great. I mean, I'm nice to see that I'm coming along. I, it's still not a hundred percent, and they have still told me. Absolutely no running no. Um, for this upcoming race. So you're going to take it and you're you're going to party at the back of the pack. I am going to be the party at the back of the pack. That's yeah, my you are. goal. I, I'm going to put a knee brace on and I'm going to walk as quickly as my knee will allow me to. Yeah. So I may not be last, but I certainly won't be first. Well, I'm not going to be first either. I won't be anywhere close to first I'm, or no. even the middle of the pack. So, <laughs> Me yes, either. I'll be at the back of the pack behind you. Oh. And looking very forward to seeing what the Anchorage Run Fest has for us. But yes. before that, yeah. we are going to be on the road this week, both of us. We are. So we are taking a little bit of a break from our day jobs to go and commune with our fellow podcasters. Yes. Back in Orlando. Oh. At Podcast Movement. Podcast Movement. We went to Podfest in March mm -hmm. and met a lot of great folks, shared a lot of information about podcasting, best practices, learned a lot. Well, especially about equipment. And this time we're hoping to do more of the same. Yeah. So we're going to go meet up with some fellow podcasters, learn some stuff, hopefully mm. bring those things that we learn back here to the community and start making the show that much better yeah. going forward. But we're going to be on the road. We're going to try to challenge ourselves a little bit. And we have got so much content yes. to push out to you guys from, yes. from the, the interview that we did that we're going to talk about tonight. Mm -hmm. We have so much yeah. that we cannot fit it in one episode. No. It's impossible. Mm -mm. It's a smorgasbord. It is. A cornucopia. Yes, a plethora, if you will. A plethora mm -hmm. of fantastic <laughs> food and beverage stuff. But let's talk yeah. about the running first. Oh, and, sorry. Uh, yeah, so you, get, you gave your update. That was my physical therapy update, and there has been no running on my part. There's been walking, lots of walking. Yes. So I have, I'm going into this half marathon with my longest run. Yeah. Quote unquote, in air quotes, my longest run is three miles in the last. No, that's not true. Yeah. No, didn't you do five? Okay. I, oh, I take that back. My longest run is five miles. Give yourself some credit, well, bud. I'm thinking, I'm thinking in terms of races so we had oh, our, our virtual oh. was a five yeah but i did do a, tra a five mile training 
air quote, run. It was actually a walk. walk. So that's going to be interesting. Well, I think it is... What does Jeff say is that your wall is usually the... Longest run you've done in the last six weeks. Yeah, but I also think that you had some endurance built up prior to your surgery and your recuperation. So Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be at mile five that you'll hit the wall. Well, I hope not. Uh, I'm going to do my best mm. and run as much as I can. But you, on the other hand. No, you're going to walk. I'm okay. Again, air quote run. You're going to walk. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to walk. Uh huh. But you. Me. Little Miss Speed Work. No, no. Yeah. Well, I'm behind on speed work, actually, if mm. you want to know the truth. We did the 5K at the Grand Destino Tower and Coronado Springs last week. Talked about that on the last episode. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, check that out. Because it's just gorgeous, and the running trail around the water. I mean, well, it's it's the path around the water that some people use for a running trail. Mm-hmm. So, and that was just gorgeous at sunset. I was supposed to do some speed work, some half miles, but we did the five k instead. Right. So you still owe Jeff some half miles. I I do I do. So I'm gonna try and see if I can't get him in at podcast movement. I'm sure you can find an appropriate running path or treadmill somewhere. Yeah, I'm going to reach out to him and say, should I should I still try to make this up or should I just be kind of maintenance running up to this weekend for the race or the race says because we have the one miler and then we have the half marathon. Yeah, so it's a one miler though. Yeah. It's yeah. a fun run. It's a fun run. So I'm going to reach out to him. I'm going to say, hey, you know, I missed that. Should I catch up? And throughout these maintenance runs or the half miles, I'm going to try and settle on an interval to start with. So what do you think in your interval is going to be so far? I know you've, been, People, you've, been, you've had a lot of luck with like 624, right? Yeah. And Jeff right now says stick with that. Okay. Because it's a brand new course to us. It's unknown. And we don't really, we aren't familiar with it. It's not like wine and dine. It's not like Jeff's race where we kind of know the path and know where the hills are going and that kind of thing. And, well, for the benefit of those that might be joining us uh, are relatively new to the podcast, when we talk about Jeff, we're talking about Olympian and America's coach, Jeff Galloway, who is the... I don't know if you call him the creator, the the um, proselytizer in chief, the um, head evangelist for the run walk run method. But uh, basically, it's it's running intervals with walk breaks built in so that you can erase fatigue. So yes. when you hear us talk about that, that's who we're talking about. When yeah. you hear me say something like she's doing a six twenty four. It's that's six seconds of walking, no, tw- or running, mm-hmm. twenty four seconds of walking right so it's a one to four ratio mm-hmm. of walk of running to walking right so you know i mean i want it i want to step up the running that i do in the ratio but i don't think i'm quite ready for it yet based on conversations back and forth we've had an email uh jeff galloway and i have had so i don't think i don't think i'm going to start out with a higher interval well, you've had you've had such good luck with that interval over the last yeah. last few 
weeks and a couple mm-hmm. of races. I don't really, if you're, if it ain't broke, don't fix it until, until the man tells you to right. do something differently. Right. And originally going into this weekend, this half marathon, I was thinking, oh, you know, my goal is to PR to get a personal record or a personal best. But, you know, I don't know. It it depends on the course. It depends on the weather. It depends on how you're feeling. So I've been reading a lot and, and listening to the audiobook 26 Marathons. That's Meb Kofleski's book. Meb Kofleski, that would also be another Olympian and mm-hmm. a friend of the podcast. Yes, yes. And he always says, you know, yes, you run to win and you have a goal that you're trying to reach and you visualize and you imagine success and you train for it. But then it's also good to have a backup goal within the race when you, if you see that that original goal may be unattainable, there's still something that you fight for. Yeah, I I think that that's, you have to modify your goal based on the conditions that Mm -hmm. you you encounter. Yes. I think that's a smart way to run a race. Right. Because so much can happen. Right. Because, you know, not this past year at Jeff's race, but at Jeff Galloway's half marathon the year before when I fell Mm -hmm. right before not even mile one, you know, I had... I had a really ambitious goal to do the best I could to try and get a personal record, all of that. But after the fall and after my ankle started to swell up, you know, like a watermelon. That was that was a bad sprain. Not quite a watermelon. But yeah. Then my goal was to get to the finish and be able to see him. So. Which you achieved. Which I achieved. So that run to win mentality and yes, I want to go and I want to push but I'm also having concerns about you and want to make sure you're okay. And I know that will be on my mind. I'm going to be fine. Like I said, worst case scenario, I'm going to find some fellow slower runners. We're going to chat it up. We're going to have a great time in the back of the pack Yeah, and I'll see you at the finish line. But I think you're going to be poised for success given that you've had such great success with that 624 I hope so. interval and hope the so. weather forecast yeah. for Anchorage. Ooh. is not bad. I mean, we're looking at highs in the, in the low 70s, lows in the 50s on Saturday. That's the one miler, which isn't going to be a big deal. But then oh. race day is going to be a high of 70 degrees, low of 51. And what we have seen from your experience... Like a mixture of sun and clouds? Is that you tend to thrive in cooler weather running. Well, that is true. I mean, you even... Guys, she was super, she was super quick last year at Jeff's race. I mean, she <laughs> smoked me on the straightaway. Mm, not really. I had to stop for a potty stop, and next thing you know, I'm like, "Where is she?" And I'm on the Atlanta Beltline. I don't even catch up to her till the Virginia Highlands. Well, you know, I was just I was very focused. That is a level of sometimes you just dial in and everything clicks. That was a good, yeah. And, and granted, that race, I mean, the weather stunk, in my opinion. I mean, it was yeah. started out at 28 degrees. Rainy. Rainy, gross. We're running the whole thing in ponchos. Yeah. Uh, by the time I get caught up to you, I mean, <laughs> you're just cooking. And uh, it was good to see. So I think you're going to do really well. I hope so. The humidity is projected to be about 44%. That's about half of what we have here at oh, home. Oh, jeez. Yeah, right now. So... 
I can't wait for the race updates. Mm. Uh, again, I think it's going to be fantastic conditions for us. I hope so. And, I, you know, I just, I, I have a goal. I have a backup goal. I am just, I n- need to get the, the mental game. It's just as important to dial in as the physical. And I know that I've had the endurance. I've made the endurance in the training runs. I just, I need to get the mental game in and focus and execute as best I can on race day and, and deal with what comes up if there's anything unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. And up there, it might be polar bears. Um, I don't think there's going to be a polar bear on the race course. Oh. I mean, we could consult with Jeff when we're up there at the expo and see. It would make me run faster. But, yeah, if a bear is chasing you, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> You're going to run faster. But you need to walk. I'd run so. if there was a bear. I'm just saying. I, I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> I really like my therapist, but I'm going to violate the cardinal rule if there's a polar bear just Mm -hmm. saying yeah i mean you know like the fight or flight kind of instinct i don't think you're gonna fight a polar bear not until um, it depends if we run into the (laughs) polar bear before we get to the brewery no after (laughs) depends on what what the beer's like and how many i've had okay well we'll report back clearly (laughs) my co-host well (laughs) We're back about what my co-host has done if he encounters any wildlife on the course. Well, look, we've encountered, and on our runs here in Florida, we've had coyotes, we've had alligators, we've had snakes. Bunnies. We've had bunnies. We've had the cute stuff, too. Lately. But uh, it just wouldn't shock me if we ended up running into something crazy up there, like a moose or an elk or caribou or whatever they have in alaska oh okay whatever they have i don't know polar bears not really sure so we'll see anyway (laughs) so you're getting the mental game dialed in i'm recouping still and i'm going to be taking it easy yeah but that doesn't mean that we still don't have some awesome stuff to talk about in terms of eating and drinking yes so Last week, of course, we did the Grand Destino Tower. We did. And on our way out of town, we, a few weeks prior, we had uh, made a contact while we were visiting over at Chef Art Smith's homecoming. And that was their third anniversary, and we were there, and we were lucky enough to have Art Smith do uh, a little stinger or, you know, promotion for our podcast you heard him he's yeah. now he's now officially friend he's, of the show he's a friend of the show so. we got photos with him and we you know geeked out on you know seeing him after being on chopped and food network and next iron chef and all that and we connected with heather mcpherson who is uh, in charge of all of his social media and communications. And she said, oh, you know, we have Splitsville here too. Yeah, they're part of the same restaurant group. So why don't you come and check out Splitsville? And really, we had checked it out for beverage last summer during an event at Disney Springs, which we'll talk about here during the drink segment, but... It, and, and when we were inside and we saw, we just went inside to take a look around and thought, oh, we need to come back here. Well, 
we finally made it back. Yeah. And now when you when you look at Disney Springs and you see it's just this awesome outdoor, um, I don't want to call it like an outdoor mall exactly. It's not. But it's, it's this outdoor, like little almost mm-hmm. town kind of place, uh, town square that's got shopping and food and entertainment Movies. and a movie theater and uh, you know, dance club and mm-hmm. comedy club, mm-hmm. you name it. Splitsville is a two-story, yes, two to the public, three total, but a two-story luxury <clears throat> bowling alley. Now, oh. that phrase in and of itself. Luxury bowling alley. It sounds weird. But... That's what it is. I mean, it's the fun of bowling, but then you also have a fantastic menu. The interior is gorgeous. The interior is gorgeous. The, oh, the exterior is even gorgeous. Like the yeah. outside of the building, they've got a, a segment uh, when you walk by, they've got a big glass wall, and you can see mm. the mechanical workings of the machinery that, that returns the balls and, uh. and sets up the pins. Yeah. I mean, just really cool. Such yeah. attention to detail in designing the building itself. And even the artwork inside. The artwork inside, and they were talking about how there was one gentleman who actually did all the artwork. The artists that did their murals inside, and everything's got to lean very heavily into being Mm Florida-centric here at this location. Yeah. And all of their murals were hand-painted, some of which are darn near photorealistic. Yeah, they looked like photographs, some of them. And very Florida-themed. There's a kind of an aesthetic that they also kind of embrace that almost reminds me of uh, retro, like almost uh, atomic age retro, yeah. 50s, 60s. Oh, 50s, definitely, kind of, yeah. Kind of thing. It's just a neat aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. And the place is just fun. Like you walk in and it's just like there's fun right there no matter what you want to do. And mm. uh, if you want to f- throw some balls Bowl. And bowl. Yeah. You certainly can. With Mickey 20, and Minnie. 20 lanes? Bowling balls. I think so. Something Didn't like he that. Say that. Something crazy. Like this enormous number of lanes. They're not all in one big row. You've got no. some going one direction, some going another direction. And they've got areas set up that you can do private parties. Mm-hmm. On that second floor. Corporate events. Yeah. Birthday parties. Um, and then what we found out was how popular this place is with families. Yes, because... And right, I never would have dawned on me for this. It, you know why? I... It was Heather that was talking about how... Well, listen, you know, the theme parks, they're outdoors, and it's summer, so sometimes the weather doesn't really cooperate. Basically every day between 3 and 5 o'clock. Basically. You know, sometimes it varies by an hour, whatever. And if it's pouring down rain and the attractions are not in operation, what else can you do if you are a family? Yes, you can come. You can escape to the movies. But that's something you can do at home. Exactly. What what you may not have in your hometown, although Splitsville has a couple of different locations across the country, what you may not have in your hometown is Splitsville Luxury Lanes. Yeah. And you can be indoors, escape the weather, and still feel like you're on vacation. 
And you know what I like for the adults on the second floor? I love the bar and how the bar has kind of like rounded corners. Oh, yeah. Like like tables at each corner of the bar built into the bar. Yeah, basically it's like imagine this this it's not just a rounded corner. It's it's kind of like they blended a small four top round table into and, the corner. Yes. So it kind of sticks out. Yeah. So if you like like we'll do if we go to a bar, we often grab a corner so we can look at each other. Mhm. Well, this is perfect if you've got a group of four. Yeah, cuz then you can all see each other yeah. and you can sh- you have so many shareable plates that are on the menu. Oh my gosh. That just makes it so easy to do that. So they've got the bar set up. They've got the bowling. Yeah. You alluded to, or you mentioned the only place to get the Mickey and Minnie uh-huh. bowling balls. They're adorable. They are adorable. I love it. And then the food. The food. Yeah, I started to talk about the, the menu is what makes this not your, what did he say? Not your granddad's bowling alley. Yeah. Right? Because we talked with Mike Crave. I love his name. Yeah, it's almost as if he changed it when he got the job. I don't you know. know. To, to help sell it. But Not really sure. But <laughs> Or he's a guy I mean, just born for restaurant management. Yeah, he's the general manager and he knows that menu. And... He collaborates with Heather and Matt, who is the chef there, mm-hmm. and the, oh my gosh, and the and Patrick, the the corporate chef, they all collaborate so well together to create the menu, the the menu that you get every day, but then also specialty items for events that themed events that Disney Springs has from time to time. Yeah, Disney does seasonal stuff yeah. that is, uh, they'll lean into the fact that they're here in Florida. So they'll do mm-hmm. something called Flavors of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, later in the year, they or last year, they did an event. This is where we first got to really know what Splitsville had to offer in terms of food and drink. Yes. Um, they, they did the... Bourbon, bourbon ex- event, the bourbon experience, experience yeah. at Disney Springs, not a bourbon trail. Right, because you can't call it that since Kentucky has a Yeah, not a bourbon claim. trail. Has a claim. But the, uh, the bourbon experience, and we, that was our first time having a mixed beverage from there. Yeah. Oh. And, we, and after that, we said, you know what? We're going to have to come back here. Yeah. So this just worked out really, really well. We got the opportunity to sit down with Mike. Yeah. And try some of the items on the menu with him it was fantastic because he knew that menu so well and he knew this specialty item for that flavors from the flavors of florida kind of event where each restaurant has a specialty drink and a specialty dish mm-hmm. and they came together for that savor the flavors of Florida to create the tuna poke tower. And this thing was gorgeous. And huge. And huge. It's easily shareable. Huge. And we, I seem to remember Mike saying that it might make its way on the menu. Well, given that we're both really big fans of ahi tuna, I think they'd be crazy not to. 
I mean, we've talked about that before. We featured some dishes stuff from down there in the Keys. Well, I just a couple of weeks ago, we had the ahi tuna nachos from Kiki, Kiki Sandbar. Sandbar. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we actually tried it. We liked it so much. We tried it in two, two different versions. Yes. Um, this did remind me somewhat of that, but it was also it's different, markedly though. different because yeah. different ingredients. Because it's a tower instead of nachos all spread out on the plate. And just a different flavor profile. And it's a different flavor profile because it's this, it's the seared ahi tuna. It's the spicy crab mix. Which the tuna nachos down there didn't have right the diced florida avocado the asian slaw and it was stacked humongously high and it had crispy wonton chips that you could kind of dig into that tower yeah that's kind of where the similarity ended right there i mean like yeah. so the, the, the actual uh not meat and potatoes, but the the, the <laughs> substance of the <laughs> yeah. you know, the proteins and the vegetable yeah. choices were very different yeah. and just fantastic. And you got to sit down and actually eat with the guy and yes. talk about it. Yes. And uh, we've got some audio from that interview right now. And throughout the week, we're actually going to be featuring little snippets um, through our Quick Bites as well as through our social media doing some video. Yeah. Probably throw some videos into the feed for you guys as well to take a look at some of this amazing food. Yes, because it was, I mean, you could eat with your eyes. So and gorgeous. Mike was so generous with his time. Mm -hmm. So um, want should I play it? Yeah, you should. Okay. let's. This is Amy and Mike talking about the Ahi Tower. We had to do something, the flavors of Florida for Disney, and we call this the Ahi Tuni. Ahi tuna tower. Mm -hmm. It's and you can see that it's layered and we built it vertical up. So we have the ahi tuna grade tuna avocado, our in-house crab mix, an Asian slaw. We drizzle our spicy mayo and eel sauce, and really once again it's that shareable item that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, we hit, we serve it with wonton chips. People break that down and almost utilize it as a dip, even though it's not. But it just becomes that with those wonton chips. Yeah. You want to dive in? Can we try okay. it? Yeah, of course. How do you normally attack this? Is this? I think you go top down. You got to break it down. So just like go, this? yeah, kind of break everything down to where it, come, it starts unfolding for you. There you go. Okay. There you go. Oh, okay. It's going to be a, a messy, fun Maybe. item that you're going to, there you go. A little fork. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because, you know. There you go. I mean, they've oh, seen me that. try to use chopsticks on the show before. Oh, really? Well, we, we can teach you that here. I'm we trying. Can teach. Maybe for another segment. <laughs> okay. Okay. That'll okay. be a different segment. Oh, my God. I'm gonna have some of that. That's one of my favorite things to eat on the menu. Isn't that cool how it's just layered and it breaks down? It's been, it's been a hit. It really has. People love it. It's the tuna is so fresh. You have spice. You have this and the avocado. It is like oh. It is fresh, isn't it? You can just taste how fresh it is. That's what I like most about it. Is we're not trying to overdo anything. Let the ingredients speak for themselves. Yeah. Especially when it's something like that. And you can't be fresh, you know? You can't oh. beat it. Oh, it was so fresh. And the avocado was just so... It had, like, the creamy part from the inside. But then it, the... It, it was so firm that it stood up and the wonton chips didn't break when you tried to dive in, like Mike was saying. Yep. Oh! What I loved was the fact that you were getting... Just a little bit of everything in each bite. Mm. The 
avocado was at the peak of ripeness, yeah. so it wasn't it wasn't too mushy. No, but it wasn't underripe where it was firm, and then you had that kind of um, overly green flavor. And, and, it, that's, and it didn't that's really. Odd, that's an odd description for avocado, but yeah. if you've ever had underripe avocado, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it was just a beautiful dish. But what I thought was so striking, and I actually brought this up in our conversation with him, was they are getting whole fish delivered yeah. all the time. And they're yeah. breaking those fish down there. Mm-hmm. They're not buying bulk, pre-packaged, pre-processed fresh. food. It's fresh. Everything is fresh there. And mm. he even made a point of saying that, that the freshness of the items on their menu is something that they take pride in mm-hmm. and that that's an area they don't want to skimp. No. Because they're competing against some pretty high-end spots there mm-hmm. at and, Disney Springs. And I think that in our conversation, even when the camera wasn't rolling, he said, you know, but the, the chefs from Morimoto, Asia, would come and have sushi, and that's ha- crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yes, would they would come to Splitsville, but it. I just loved that, and it. I think putting it in the tower was so smart because you could just create that perfect bite. Yeah, it's it's a less messy way to do almost almost a. a nachos type dish or a dip or it becomes a dip like you said a multi-layered dip yeah um but i'll tell you what really set this one over the top for me that the ahi was fantastic but the spicy crab mix you liked it yeah it had bite didn't it It had some bite yeah and it was just such a nice contrast to Mm -hmm. the creaminess in the avocado the crunch of those wonton chips and that again that perfect ahi tuna texture the fish again Listeners, you can always ask them to cook the tuna if you are Mm -hmm. scared or you are averse to rare tuna. But I would say give it a shot. Mm. You won't be disappointed. No, it was amazing. And that's not all. I mean, they have a little bit of everything on that menu, but they really lean kind of heavy in the Asian influence. It's what makes them unique. You never think of bowling. And sushi. And fish. Yeah, sushi. But they well, they also have cooked fish, prepared They've fish. Co- they have and prepared we're fish. We're going to be featuring a dish mm-hmm. later on this week. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't think it. No. It's unexpected, and it is delightful. It, the dishes were all are all beautiful to look mm-hmm. at, number one. Everything, mm-hmm. they, everything they put in front of you needs to go in your Instagram feed. Oh, yeah. And then in your belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you have to do the pictures first. But you got to do the pictures first. If you can hold off. But <laughs> you wouldn't expect that from a bowling alley. No. And it's great. And did you hear when he was talking about it and describing it and I was taking bites of it, did you hear the bowling going on in the background? Oh, yeah. That was great. People having fun around us. It, that place started getting packed while yeah. we were in there. We, we went in right <clears> at the <throat> open and we kind of had the place to ourselves for maybe the first 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly started filling up. Yeah. And you started hearing 
more and more of the the balls rolling down the lanes and hitting yeah. the pins. So yeah. as those interviews went on, the background noise actually picks up. Yeah. But that dish, man, I do hope they put it on the menu so oh. that when we actually physically go back and bowl, because I know we didn't bowl. We didn't have time. We didn't have time to bowl. But when we go back and bowl, I hope that that is on the menu because I think we should have it again. Absolutely. Mm. But as strong as their food game is, and it is unbelievably strong. Their cocktail game is on point. So strong. And we're going to tell you all about that. Mm-hmm. Well, before we go on, I'm going to take a minute to tell you all about our friends at Pure Creative Apparel. Anybody can silkscreen a shirt. Look, we know it's true. I, I did it as a project in high school. But the team at Pure Creative Apparel is really much more than that. They will take you through the entire process to create your custom items right from the very beginning with the design of your artwork or company logo, then create mock-ups to show you what the finished product will look like and help you select just the right high-quality name brand clothing or other merchandise on which you're going to place your artwork or your logo, and then they'll get you your items fast. Or if you're not looking to get into the whole online sales thing and you don't want to worry about inventory, packaging, shipping, and all of that, Pure Creative Apparel has a complete e-commerce package available. So whether you're a school, church, or club needing just a few shirts for a special event or a company looking for a complete branding package, Pure Creative Apparel can help. Find out how by going to purecreativeapparel.com. And we really thank them for their support of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. So when Mike talked about the savor the flavors from Florida dish or the savor the flavors of Florida dish, it also was paired with a fantastic cocktail. And like we were talking about before, we first discovered Splitsville's beverage game last summer when we were up there doing the 5K when it was the Incredibles virtual race series. Yeah, they had the event that was going on that was not the Bourbon Trail. Not the Bourbon Trail, the Bourbon Experience. experience. We make the joke about not the Bourbon Trail because Mm. I think that somebody in their naming department didn't check to see if there was a trademark on the phrase Bourbon Trail. And well, there was, and I then they had to pull a bunch of promotional items and I don't know put what some happened. new stuff back out. But anyway, whatever it, happened, it was a phenomenal event. Yes. The, the restaurants really stepped up there and Splitsville was on that list. So as we made our way around the area, mm-hmm. visiting restaurant to restaurant to restaurant, you could get their food and beverage item that they had to offer. Mm-hmm. We stopped by Splitsville. Oh. And this was one that you really liked. I loved this. This was from our Quick Bite uh, number 43. And it was called the Trifecta. It was not called an Old Fashioned. It was made with 100 proof Old Forester Kentucky straight bourbon. Oh, yeah. Ooh, 100 proof. But it also had whatever they put... In this drink, it was it almost had the spices that you would use to make mulled wine. So th- things like cinnamon, cinnamon, nutmeg, mm-hmm. clove. Yeah, like orange peel, es- like that essence of that rind mm-hmm. and that oil. 
I just... Flavors of fall. Flavors of fall and... I mean, I I I could only have one, really. But well, at at a with a hundred proof old Forester, because hey, the portion, the serving size, the glass that it came in, yeah, that was no joke. Okay, they they were in it to win it. I think they wanted to be recognized as the best drink on the on the. They they may have been. I don't know. The polite pig was pretty good too. I think that I went <laughs> on record saying. Actually, I don't even know if I was. I was even participating in the recording portion of the you podcast were filming. at that point. But I, I do believe I told you that my favorite drink of the day was this one. Really? Yeah. Did you? And I said I, I thought was, you liked the polite pig too. Well, I did, but I I remember saying that I was shocked that the bowling alley True. had the best drink That's of fair. the day. Yes. And little did I know uh, what all they had to offer from that time on. Oh, my God. Well, <clears throat> so this one. So it shouldn't be any shock. This summer, they did not disappoint with the strawberry sake spritzer. Now, sake is not something that you see a lot of restaurants and bars no. serving. Typically, unless you're going for sushi or you're going True. for other, you know, other Japanese, um, mm. I, I just don't know that it's ever really picked up a huge um, popularity in the general populace. I, I've seen it at local Thai restaurants, too. Yeah. But, but I don't. But it just it was unique when Mike started to describe, listen, the sake spritzer. It, local strawberries, lemon juice, Saint Germain, topped with a rose infused sake, and garnished with strawberry and mint. And that initially that kind of scared me. I'm not going to lie. Really? Yeah. Um, when you start talking about rose or rose water, oh, I see. I start thinking this is going to taste like grandma's perfume. You know. Oh. So I always get really nervous when I see that. And you're not a, a huge gin and tonic type. It's what? I think you could probably count the number of gin drinks I have in a year on one hand and maybe. have fingers left over. Maybe. I, I mean, maybe one or two a year tops. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I don't like gin. It's just I have to be in the mood for it. Yeah. And sake itself, it, for me, I, I prefer sake to um, vodka. You do? I do. Learn something new about you every episode, well, practically. How much do you ever see me drink vodka? I don't. Exactly. I don't, But really. if we go for Japanese or if we go for sushi, I'm I'm down with having the sake. Yeah. I just, I think it's sweeter. I think it has a more interesting flavor. I don't think... It's different. I, I think typically most people use vodka as kind of the bland base for hmm. the other flavor they want their drink to taste like. Oh. So I'm glad that they went with something very different here. Yeah. It, and it they was, didn't disappoint from what you were saying. Well, it was quite delightful. And I do have a little bit of a recording from when we sampled it with Mike. Well, why don't we go ahead and play that now? So running 
eating, and then we're about and drinking. drinking. What is yes. that in front of you this early we, in the morning? I yeah. Is it too early? For <laughs> no, this? it's never too, is early. It too early. They say it's five o'clock even on Disney. World. It's it's yeah, five o'clock everywhere. It's everywhere. Everywhere. What what is this that we so have So we tie, we tied that in with um, our ahi tuna tower, and that is our uh, strawberry sake spritzer that we did for the Florida Fresh. Yeah. And that has um, our sparkling sake with our St. Germain liquor, fresh juices, muddled strawberries, garnished with a mint and a strawberry. So, I mean, you, you think about the St. Germain and normally it's like a gin and tonic kind right. of situation. Right. But this is a fruity, spritzy, magical mint. And like, I, I can lead in here and get a little bit of the mint on the nose and then... Yep. Strawberry right up front, and the fizz is perfect. Yeah, that, that's what elevates that drink. It's sweet. It's oh my gosh. And this is not the only cocktail. We first discovered you all making those specialty cocktails yep. for um, for a, a bourbon summer event. Sure. Yes. Yeah, the Disney hat on. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was so different from any other. It wasn't your typical old fashioned. And this. Is not just your typical gin drink. It's got sake in it. Yeah, sake, Saint Germain. We actually do um, all of our own juices are fresh as well. We actually squeeze our lime and our lemon juice in the house, and that makes for a perfect craft cocktail. Which you'll find a section of that on our menu. Um, and you can pick through all those drinks that we make. It hey, listen, that drink may take two minutes, but it is fresh and it is good. We are not we are not skipping out on the freshness of our food or our drinks. No. And, and I think I think that's the right thing to do. It is. This is delicious. There are so many other offerings on the cocktail menu, but then you also have local beer here. Yeah. yeah we you, have ten taps. We have ten draft beers here. You know, but then yeah. there's also fun for the kids because you have the the, the Coke machines sure. there. The freestyle. Yeah. We have two freestyle, freestyle machines. Yes, yeah. we do. So there's something to drink for everybody. 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 We have ices for the kids. It keeps going. It's From endless. Childhood. It's endless. They can just come down to Splitsville, ask for Mike, and I'll give them a tour. Just yeah. like I did for you this morning. Cheers to you. Yes, I, I'm missing cheers. my drink, but cheers. Know, cheers. Thank cheers. you. Oh my goodness. Yes, it was a delightful beverage. I got to have a little sip of it, and I will tell you that that was just super refreshing. <laughs> I didn't leave too much for you, did I? No. Oh, God. It was so, you know what's great? He was talking about the fresh squeezed juices. Yeah. And that is just another way that they emphasize the fresh flavors. Well, and that's kind of what shocked me. And again, I I, <clears throat> I said it the last time we were there. I'm like, how is it the, the best drink on this trail is coming from the... The bowling alley. Well, come to find out, they're doing all of their juicing. I mean, it's so easy to buy pre-bottled lemon juice. Yeah, but it doesn't have the same impact. No, absolutely not. Right. They're doing their own... <laughs> they're, they're cutting fresh fruit for this. Yeah, and I'm thinking that the, the strawberries they're talking about, the local strawberries, would be Plant City strawberries. More than likely. I mean, we didn't really confirm that, I don't think, but 
That's, that's the largest strawberry growing area here in Florida, so it's probably a safe bet. Yeah, they're muddling those fresh strawberries, and it just makes you think of that, the strawberry festival, and the uh, oh god, just the freshness was, it was such a great cocktail. Well, that just goes to show you, you know, your parents. You're coming there. Maybe the kids are cranky. They're hot. They're tired. You they you want to do something. You pop in there for lunch. Get the kids bowling, and mm. and you can you know snack on something that's elevated. Mm-hmm. I mean, their food is top notch. We we talked about the ahi poke tower tonight, mm-hmm. but but honestly, they've got so many other things. It's not just about sushi there it's there's something for everyone they've got burgers they've Mm -hmm. got sliders we're going to talk about those later uh on a upcoming quick bite i believe yes um they've got a little bit of something for everybody and then oh you want to have a a beer no problem you want to have a craft cocktail that's going to knock your socks off yeah they got that too yeah and the kids they they can have ices well again it's disney yeah. And they know that they're at Disney and they're mm-hmm. playing to that strength. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they, they understand it and they they are thinking of families from beginning to end with shareable food. Mm. And then they're thinking of couples that or you know, maybe you're not bringing kids, but you're just right. wanting to have a nice dinner or a nice lunch. Yeah. They're, they're elevating the food. It is not oh. your it's not your roller dogs and your cheap beer and your um, frozen burger. Right. Popped in a microwave. And there's so much variety on the menu. It's if you have a family that is struggling to agree on, do I want pizza? Do I want, what do I want? Is it nachos? Is it there? There's something on that menu for everyone. Which is a huge strength and a blessing for Big families on vacation. Because mm-hmm. so. that can be a point of contention. <sighs> and I will you tell you. You don't have contention when you're at Splitsville. You have fun. No, you have fun. You bowl. And if you can get a seat in the upstairs area by the window at night, you will have, you just see the corridor that is Disney Springs. And watch the balloon go up and down. Watch the balloon go up and down. Or if you're on the lower level and you're at the outdoor bar, live music. They have live music every day. It's great. So you're not going to go wrong. We cannot thank the folks over at Splitsville enough for inviting us in. All of them. Um, yes. This is, you know, a long time coming. You know, <laughs> we, we, we reviewed that drink last year. Oh, where, yeah. You know, now that we're getting to taste some food and bring that to you guys as well, I think it's a it's a pretty solid mm-hmm. recommendation for anybody, kind of regardless of their your food uh, preference, to go and check them out the next time you're at Disney Springs. Absolutely. So, well, we'll have more to come from them in the quick bites and so much this more. week and, and some video in the social media and maybe in the feed and things like that. Now, so. Mike, Mike and the team there were so gracious. Mm-hmm. So we can't wait to share it with you. You got to eat some delicious stuff. We're so gonna, did you. I did. 
after the fact. <laughs> the cameraman gets to eat last. Oh, but but it was do, still good. We really do. We have tons of stuff coming up in the yep. feed. Tune into our social media channels throughout the week, whether it's oh, Facebook, yeah. Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. We're going to have those video snippets, mm-hmm. video quick bites. We're also going to have the video quick bites in the feed. So yes. you will see these videos pop up. If your podcatcher doesn't support video, you're just going to hear the audio from it. Which is great, which is fine. Because I think that Mike did a great job describing each dish. He really did. And I'll say, you know, hats off to Mike because the, yeah. guy, the guy and everybody really, because they were all talking about how they're a family. And they they really acted like it. They they really were just you know great with one another, yeah. and passionate about what they were talking about. This yeah. was not just them putting on for a couple of uh, podcasters who were up there for the day. I mean that this really seemed like it was them. Yeah. So we can't wait to share that with you. So stay and tuned for that. Stay tuned. And like we said at the top of the show. If you enjoy watching and listening to all the audio and video that we put out, head on over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating or a review or both. Both preferably. Both. Give us at least a rating. And if if you have time to stick around and give us a review, that really helps us get discovered by others so that we can build a community that can accomplish, explore, and indulge together. Yeah, that rating and review really helps us get discovered. Um, there, Apple's algorithm, you know, starts serving the podcast as something you might be interested in more the more it's reviewed. So for those of you that have gone over and left a rating interview, we really appreciate it. We really do. If you haven't done it yet, please go over and do so. It helps us out so much. Yes. So as we head to podcast movement and we head to Anchorage for the Anchorage Run Fest next weekend. If you have any other suggestions about where to run, eat, and drink for any future races or destinations, give us a shout. Info at runeatdrink.net. Is that info at runeatdrink.net? That's info at runeatdrink.net. Okay. Yes, or if you don't want to attach a little voice memo or write us a little email, then give us a call at 941-677-2733. And just leave us a quick voicemail, you know, say hi, keep it to about a minute. Yeah. And if you could just tell us your name and where you're calling from, yeah, we'd love to include your message on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... And- that message, that number again is 941-677-2733. Yeah. So, for now, I'm your host, Amy. And I am your co-host, Dana. Have a great week, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run Eat Drink Podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run Eat Drink Pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. 
visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.